0: You're about to enter the world of Michael Zavala. Now's your chance to turn back. Get in the back cave, Michael. Okay.
1: Don't do Red Bull. Do, uh, Kakoa or something. I can't hear
0: you. I'm just amazed at what you think about it. This is MZ Now.
1: got To uh check my hair before we started, oh. look all right here.
0: Yeah, I was actually looking at myself too because I was like, Is my hair like sticking out?
1: Yeah, that's how I want mine to be
0: sticking out, like, yeah. just, like I just
1: want it to crazy. be all over the place. Yeah, like I just woke up. Oh,
0: um, I see some of it, like, yeah, I see it a little Looks bit. Looks all right,
1: yeah, the back. I just had it cut again. So, oh, you did, yeah, and she did a thing called face framing. And so I Has guess she it not okay. been doing that? Or? No, she'd been doing something else, but the I told her to, we had to do something because the hair was getting in my mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. at a restaurant, and I'm always complaining because I think there's yeah. hair in my food, and it's really my hair that's Maybe going in my mouth. It's she layered it too many times? Like, too many layers? She just left it too long in the front because yeah. we were trying to do, like, an 80s thing. I said, let's move out of the 80s and early 90s. Oh. And so uh, it looks good, I guess. I don't I know. I haven't say, seen
0: it. You should have did, like, a, a mullet.
1: <laughs> well, we almost went that route, actually. <laughs> uh Matt the Franchise is in studio with us. Hello there. And uh, we've talked to you on the phone. How yes. many years ago was that? It
2: was about five years ago, I think. Oh okay.
1: Because you were doing your Chuck E. Cheese con. Yes. Chuck E.
2: Con 2018 and nineteen was the, was the one I believe. It was
1: 2019. Okay. And uh, so, but he lives here and we've never had him in studio. We've never uh, met him in real life. And I thought, well, let's uh, let's have him in here one day. We've got to talk to him because I'm totally. a collector. And uh, so is he, but he collects things that are a little bit different than what I have and probably cost more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Would you say that you have the largest Chuck E. Cheese collection in one, in America? Most definitely one of the largest, for sure.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. What do you
1: think it's valued at?
2: Oh my gosh, I don't even I can't even fathom what it would be worth at this point. Um uh, I mean, the show alone is probably about seven to eight roughly. Thousand, yeah, okay. I mean that alone, and then everything else. Oh, it's it's hard to really put a price on it. To be honest,
1: so when you say the show, you're talking about like the stage, all the animatronics, right? The equipment to run them. Mm-hmm. Wow, like the
2: air compressor, the computer, the show, the the controllers, the ribbon cables, the lights. And the cool thing too is, that like with my specific animatronic show that I have, it's all everything is pretty much all authentic. Like most of it came from an actual Chuck E. Cheese that either remodeled, closed, or you know just got rid of the stuff.
1: So let's go back to the beginning about how you got started because uh, you're obviously a huge Chuck E. Cheese slash Showtime fan, right? When did that start? Like you grew up here in DFW? No, actually, I'm originally from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Okay. Oh, okay, so I grew up there my whole life. Um,
2: when I was little, I just my mom would take us to. Ch- there was only one Chuck E. Cheese in in the town, so there was only that one specific one, and then There were no showbiz pizza places like that's the other place that Chuck E. Cheese like and them worked together Mm -hmm. and all that, Um, but there was only one Chuck E. Cheese in our city, so we would always go to that one specifically. And for me as a kid, it was I was always intrigued by the characters and the performances that they would put on you on the stage and just the the whole experience of Chuck E. Cheese back in the late '80s, early '90s was just such a a Disney. Esque experience is what it felt like.
1: Yeah, it was just for for ten dollars, (laughs) basically. Yeah, you didn't have to go to Florida. Exactly, you didn't have to go to California. It was right there in your hometown.
2: You didn't have to spend as much as as you would at the other mouse. Right, (laughs) exactly. So, so yeah, like it would take me all the time, and I would just be, you know, like I said, I was intrigued by the characters, the 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 production of it all, basically the lights, the like the one thing I always liked about Chuck E. Cheese was kind of a weird thing was they used to have on the adjacent to the main stage, there was uh, other walls in the showroom that would have these flags on them. And the flags would, would wave periodically with the songs that would be playing, that the characters would be performing. And it was just one of the most coolest things. Like just, it was a small detail, but it was just the coolest thing in the world. Just yeah. watching them all come make, it made the whole showroom just like come to life basically. Mm-hmm. And it was like,
1: wow, this is, this is different. <laughs> you kind of had like a Jim Henson moment.
2: Basically, really? yeah. Yeah, because that's basically what it was. It was like, wow, this is so intriguing. Like, I would love to, you know, to own all, you know, to have something like this one day.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think with Jim Henson, he saw like a marionette show. Yeah. And he was like, this is so cool how these little wooden things can tell a whole story. And then he just kind of developed into, you know, the Muppets and stuff. So you kind of had that and you developed into Franchise Matt or Matt the Franchise. Yep.
2: That that didn't happen until I actually started working at Chuck E. Cheese back in two thousand four. Okay, it was a nickname that was given to me by somebody I worked with, because the the running joke was there because like the kitchen guys always had like nicknames for everybody in the in the store because they all knew each other. They all went to either the same school or they were all friends. They're all close or whatever. I was kind of the outcast as I usually am, and uh, <laughs> so I um I was like they were trying to come up with a nickname for me and they couldn't figure anything out, but. One of them found out that I was like really, I really enjoyed the concept of Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. And yeah, like it wasn't, I wasn't as big of a collector as I was, as I am now back then. It was still, it was still in the very, very early phases. I had very little, um, Chuck E. Cheese, like, like stuff from the restaurants basically. Um, but they were like, they said, one of them said, I bet this guy's going to own a Chuck E. Cheese franchise one day. (laughs) So we're going to call you franchise. And that's where the name came from. Now, when I, when I was originally spelling, I spelt it with an S initially, like, like you would spell regular franchise. Yeah. Now, one thing I actually used to do when I was living in Corpus, I used to be a mobile DJ. And so when I was getting lights and stuff, like I was, I was going from a guy that had like this hole in the wall, like, like store where I could buy like DJ lights inexpensively and stuff. And he was like, why don't you change the name up a little bit? So it makes it more unique. And it was like, well, how do I do that? You know, Because I I was 16, 17 years old trying to figure all this out. You yeah. Know? Sure, yeah. So he was like, so why don't you change the way you spell your name? I was like, well, there's not really any ways you can spell franchise differently because it's such a weird and different name. Yeah. But he was like, well, why don't you take the S and switch it out and make it a Z? And then that's where- That's how it was born. That's how the name became what it is. And then it, it was my it, franchise entertainment, which is what I call my actual thing, it started as a DJ business, but now it's like everything else. Now for my, yeah. my it's my YouTube, everything now. Did you not ever own a franchise? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> is it too late to own a franchise? At this point, it probably is because they don't. They're not offering them right now. If they do, it's international um, locations. Basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Lo- any any locations in like the Dallas area or like in the U.S. are all like corporate owned basically. But anything beyond that is is um. Is a franchise basically.
1: So how do you get these animatronics?
2: Mine specifically kind of has a very unique story behind it. And the so this one, the one that I have, which is Jasper, the dog that plays the guitar. Um, he came from a friend of mine who got it from somebody else. Right. So it came out of a Chuck E. Cheese, and I believe in Houston, I believe is what the guy told me it came out of a store in Houston and was converted into a different character for like a knockoff Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. (laughs) So they, they took these animatronics and they refer, they put new cosmetics on and just made it, made some like knockoff Chuck E. Cheese restaurant in Houston. And then that shut down like maybe two or three years down the line. And then eventually those characters just went into a storage unit. And then a friend of mine, um, his name's Mike. He, uh, He had acquired these characters and was in the process of trying to refurbish a whole set of like these animatronics, basically. Yeah. At some point, he was like, he was kind of just done with collecting them, and there's the upkeep for them was just becoming too much. So he decided he was just going to part off his show, and eventually, that's how I got my Jasper animatronic.
1: Wow! And so the equipment to run it. You said there's a lot of upkeep, so it's is it a monthly expense essentially or a yearly expense to?
2: It varies. Like recently, I just had to buy a new air compressor for Mm -hmm. my show. And now, because I live in a tiny little apartment, I have to have this little eight gallon silent compressor. Basically, of course, I'd hate to be my downstairs neighbors. I'm right. sure they I'm sure probably hear the yeah, like oh, like what the heck is going on up <laughs> there? You you're know? like it's just my yeah. dog. Don't worry about it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I have
1: a dog. <laughs> when you bring girls over, do you like, hey, I have a dog. Uh, <laughs> he's friendly. Oh
2: my gosh! Oh man! If I <laughs> oh. On, when I'm on the dating apps, I kind of I kind of mentioned that I do have a dog, and not until <laughs> later on that I'll be like, okay, so this is what it is. He talks, yeah,
0: yeah. and he, sings. He
2: sits on the on this thing and plays. He sits on a speaker box and plays the guitar. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was gonna ask. I was like, what is your reaction like when yeah. they come in and see like this whole setup? It's like, <laughs> well, well, ma- well. Normally, <laughs> like in my first
2: the first place I had them set up, there was I had more space. I had a uh-huh. two bedroom, two bath place that I was able to house everything, and everything was more it wasn't as in your face as it is right now. I had to go back. I had to go down to a one bedroom, one bath. So I had to consolidate Mm -hmm. like probably at least a third of my collection is currently in a storage unit right now. Oh wow! So like even right now, like what I have in my current place is not even like a third of like what, or it's still, there's still a third of it. That's still in a storage unit right now, basically. So, um, but like when I, usually when I bring people over I have to have a lot of trust in them to, yeah, to have yeah, yeah. them over. <laughs> right. Like I have to be like, look, if you're going to be my friend, you have to understand this is my lifestyle. This is what I enjoy. Yeah. This is my passion. And yeah. you're not a
1: serial killer.
2: Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's very important. That's it's either, the most important yeah. part. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> it's either uh, he's very passionate about his uh, his niche, his his uh, yeah. his <laughs> love, which we all are, right? I can relate to it because I'm Absolutely. the same way. Uh, or he's a serial killer, <laughs> yeah. and. And he, uh, he kills you as you listen to the songs of your youth. Yeah. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> and the thing is, too, with the system I use, it's actually a special controller that um that I use that I can actually custom program the characters to any songs I want.
1: So you can take a modern song. Tonight. Oh, absolutely.
2: And I've done that pretty frequently, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those things where it's like I, I kind of make it my own thing.
1: Now, when you go on vacation... Do you do the Kevin McAllister where you put the dog in front of the window and have it like play songs so the wet That'd bandits don't one. think that you're there? Oh
2: man, I don't think anybody would ever want to mess with my place. Yeah. <laughs> like truthfully, that, they they'd probably see that thing and they would be like, "Oh my god."
1: Yeah, we gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah.
2: Actually, I do have a story about that though. Um, the maintenance people had to come into my apartment in, in early June, in early June, to fix my AC unit because my AC was acting up right before it was about to start getting like in the mm-hmm. hundred degree. Oh remote. yeah. Like it was like 92 degrees at night in my apartment. I'm like, oh, this is unacceptable. I can't do this. Yeah. So I called the maintenance people and the, some of them know about it already. So that none of them were like intimidated by it at all. But then there was one guy <laughs> that, well, I guess he must've been a new guy. And I, I had, um, I have like security cameras in my apartment for safety. Yeah. And I just so happened to get a notification on my phone is saying like somebody is, you know, there's motion in your apartment. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? I'm like, oh, it's the maintenance people.
1: Oh, just and- my dog moving around. <laughs> right. He's, <laughs> I'm like, he's wait. tuning the guitar. Like,
2: why is he on right now? He, yeah. sh- he should be off. It's like Toy Story. Down. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is too, is like the air compressor is also what makes them move too. So like without mm. that compressor, they can't move. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so like the guy walks into the apartment, he's looking at his phone or his tablet or something. He's looking up, and then he looks up and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> I see him on the camera. He goes, Oh my God! It's a giant dog. What the heck? <laughs> of course, the verbiage was a little bit different. Yeah. And it was in Spanish too. Right. So <laughs> he's like Chupacabra. Uh, yeah. El
1: Diablo. yeah. Like, Oh my
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like he just freaked out. He was like, "Oh my God! It's a giant dog. What the heck?" Like, and, and it was just like the funniest. I was like, "I wish I was able to record that." I'm, I had the free ones because I'm cheap sometimes, but. <laughs> I was like, he just looked at it. He was like, just freaked out. I was like, oh man, I wish yeah. I had that on
0: film. Oh, that'd have been so, awesome. So, when you apply to apartments, ask, like, do you have any pets? And you have to put, like, what do you put? I, I, put,
2: put, I have a I gorilla, put, a mouse. <laughs> I, put, I, put, I check yes and no. Yeah. Yes,
1: I have a dog, but you know, it won't bite you <laughs> or damage the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm trying to picture your house. Yeah. Where does the dog sit? In the living room or yeah, the bedroom? So
2: he's in the living room specifically, yeah. Um, so, so
1: he, you could, at, like, Christmas time, you have people over. You could have them sitting there singing Christmas songs.
2: Oh yeah, I have the characters programmed to Christmas songs too. So already, heck, I've even mm-hmm. gotten Halloween stuff too. Yeah, I was up.
0: gonna say, what about outfits and all that? Um, like-
2: I have dressed up the characters a couple of times. Um, this year, um, they were gonna be going somewhere else, um, but unfortunately, the plans for that I think are changing. I'm not 100 percent sure on mm-hmm. that right now.
1: But do you rent them but, out basically sometimes? Um, well, for displays, they're gonna
2: they were gonna go to a retro arcade here in oh. Dallas, but unfortunately, I think the there was just not enough time to be able to do it. So we've kind of for Halloween. Planned. Yeah, it was okay. for Halloween. Yeah. And they were going to pay
1: you to do it. Basically. That's good. So um, at least you're getting something from it.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it didn't work out, but that's okay. You know, I was like, it, I've kind of, we didn't, we kind of did on a short notice kind of thing, but now what we're going to do is we're going to kind of figure it out for next year is what we're going to yeah. do now. Good, but you know. every year I do try to dress them up. Like last year I dressed them up as Eddie Munson and a Demogorgon to do it with the stranger. Oh, yeah. Things. Oh, Cool. So that was kind of like the first one where it was actually like a theme. So I had the little bird. I have a little like bird character I call Reggie and he was dressed up as a little demigorgon. So I had the little Aww. Demogorgon things around his, around his neck. So it looked all like all, all authentic. And then I have like a black wig that I use for Jasper and I dressed him up as Eddie Munson basically is what I did. And I found a way to, I took some, some, some pants and cut the legs off of or cut the legs off of him and made them sleeves and, made a jean jacket so it looked like oh, eddie yeah. munson's i tried to make it look as accurate as possible but, but i also kind of made it like a parody so like instead of it saying hellfire club on the shirt it said pizza fire club oh that's awesome <laughs> so something a little different
1: you know but now does yeah. chucky e. cheese uh appreciate the promotion that you really do for them that's a good question i honestly don't know <laughs> like did, you never got a cease and desist from corporate saying hey not uh, yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. We're gonna knock wood. Do you on know that anybody way. from corporate that like you can just pick up the phone and be like, "I feel like at this point, uh, if, if 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 I was the president or whatever Chuck E. Cheese, and there was somebody that had my characters and yeah. continually putting on shows for adults and that nostalgia, I feel like that would do a lot. Yeah, I mean, for promotion. I didn't have that, to pay for it.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's the way that you know a lot of us see it. The ones who actually do have the, the, these characters and stuff, but you know, sometimes their views are a little bit different because you know, some people just they just don't know how to behave themselves. I guess you could say, you know, they just don't know how to do it right. Like for me, I'm always trying to be like, I'm still trying to be respectful to the brand because I still respect and love the brand itself. Even now, even with all the changes they've made, because I I still have a lot of people that I know that work in the, that either work in the restaurant or work in the corporate office. Yeah. So, you know, I always try to be respectful in every way, shape and form as I can be.
1: And you're also kind of honoring your memory of it.
2: I try to be true to the, to the, to the, To the legacy of these characters because you know again i've grown up with this brand basically my entire life i've had every almost every single birthday party at chuck e cheese literally yeah i've had my second through 36th birthday consecutively at chuck e cheese
0: if you could would you live in a chuck e cheese and the only reason why i ask that not to sound whatever (laughs) is because you know i before the show i I talked about my doll my pb herman doll. yeah right and so i was in like that his house his playhouse was like, oh my God, I wanted to live there as a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So do you see yourself like, oh, if I could live in Chuck E. Cheese, I would.
2: I mean, basically, that's what I'm doing right now at <laughs> yes, this point. That's true. It's yeah. basically what it feels like. It's it's basically, I surrounded myself with the genre that I love the most, basically, is yeah. what I did, which is the late 80s, early 90s style Chuck E. Cheese. Because that's what, that to me is like the definitive variation mm-hmm. of Chuck E. Cheese at this point. Because that's the one that most people of my generation remember. They remember the sky tubes, they remember the pizza, they remember the characters, the animatronics, the the person who walks around, you know, that kind right. of stuff, you know. Which, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, also what made me also very well known on the internet too, was being was being the person who wakes up the character, basically, mm-hmm. is what is what we call it, the terminology we use.
1: Have you seen the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode that just came out this past season? Oh, no. Where I, they go to, oh, you got to watch it.
2: Oh, I heard about it, though. I heard that they did some kind of spoof of it, but I, yeah. need, I need to see it. Watch that episode.
1: I was thinking about you while I was watching it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How many animatronics do you have? You said you have the dog and then you have the, the bird.
2: Yeah, I have two characters. So I have Jasper, which is the, and the version of him is called a cyberamic, is what they call him. Um, these are the ones that most Chuck E. Cheese's in the 80s had. Um, now, there there's another version of Jasper as well, too, known as the three stage version, which is what The Showbiz Pizza Place locations had specifically, and those were those character those versions of the characters are a lot more realistic. They have, like my version of Jasper only has eight movements.
1: Okay, Mm. and
2: that version of him has like seventeen to twenty. I believe. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got like way he's way more articulate. Like his his hand can go up like this. You know, mine can just do this basically. Yeah, you know, just plays it. But that blinks his eyes. Yeah, it blinks his eyes, mouth open, left and right body, guitar hand. You know, basically that's it. So, But, I mean, for the most part, and then I have a little bird from another Chuck E. Cheese stage called the Studio C, which is the version of Chuck E. where it's just the Chuck E. animatronic by itself, and the other characters pop up as puppets on the TV screens back in the day is what they used to do. And so the little bird's a little prop character from that stage as well. Okay. And the character itself didn't have a name. It was just bird is what they called him. And then... Later in the later years, he just became a background, like he would sing background vocals or be the announcer for the shows. And then I was like, you know what? When I, if I ever get one of these, I want to actually turn him into my own thing, basically. Yeah. And that's where Reggie was born, is what I call him now. So he's, his full name is Reginald Gregorio Viridian. I like that. But it's short, but Reggie for short.
1: Yeah. I like (laughs) that.
2: So we've, I've also even like custom made my own skits as well for these characters as well, too. Like, for Jasper and Reggie specifically. So they actually have their own skits where
1: they interact with each other, too. Are you on the quest to get the complete collection of uh, animatronics? Oh, yes. So okay. how do you go about doing that? You just checking eBay and hoping someone listed, or what? Yeah,
2: I mean, because... Is there lot, a forum? Uh, there's a couple of forums, um, but also the main thing is that, like, for... Like, you just have to know the right people, mainly. Yeah. Because the thing is, most of these characters back in the 80s, back in 84, a lot of people don't realize this, but Chuck E. Cheese has filed for bankruptcy twice. Right. One was in 2020, which was the most recent one, and then 84 during the video game crash. Like, during that uh, whole, during that time frame is when when they had to file for bankruptcy, because Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese were doing so bad, then they merged together, basically. So, um a lot of those characters were from liquidated Pizza Time Theater Chuck E. Cheese's, basically. Mm. And so that's how people got a hold of them back in those days. So, and that's how, you know, my friend Mike got a hold of his was was through people like that who had them from the auctions back in the
1: 80s. So you're waiting for people to die, basically. <laughs> so that they go, hey, anybody want these? Uh, oh, we no. found this in the closet.
2: Right. I wouldn't want to think of it like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, I haven't really talked about this publicly very much yet, but I am actually currently in the process with a friend of mine named Patrick. We are in the process of refurbishing the other four characters.
1: Oh, wow. We
2: got a set recently, um, from a, I forgot where we got it from, but, um, or where he got them from specifically, but we worked, we worked on a thing where we were going to put them together and eventually get them running. But the thing is, it's just taking a lot of time because these characters were in really rough shape. They were wow. destroyed basically. So are you
1: documenting this with like video and make it like you should make like a whole series on this. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I wanna I'm I'm working on we're filming stuff, but we're we're gonna wait to like actually like put the video together until we actually have it all complete, basically. Yeah. Like once it's all it's gonna be like a very long, like timeline video basically. From when we got them to you know, what we have like inventory with all the stuff that we got from them and all the parts, all the cylinders we had to order, all the wood that we're going to have to recut for these characters and stuff. It's going to be interesting once the, if we can get the final product done.
1: People ask me this question, Mm -hmm. um, why do you collect stuff from your childhood? And my answer to that is, uh, because we're in a creative field. I know you do some creative stuff. absolutely. And, uh, I, when I was a kid watching these TV shows, these movies helped me, uh, develop my imagination and my creativity, and so today it's so easy to fall into the day to day, and you got a bill coming up, and you got this going on. Yeah. Uh, so I surround like in this studio here and at my house, I've got stuff that remind me of my childhood. Not necessarily for the nostalgia purpose of it, but when I look, when I turn around from my desk at home, and there's a three foot DeLorean sitting behind me, <laughs> I
2: love that. Absolutely I
1: love that. I'm like, this is cool. Like, I, I might have like a, a a thought that comes to my head real quick, and we can develop this, or right. you know, there's things around that help spark that creativity, and I keep that around me all the time. It's very important for me.
2: Absolutely. If
1: I lived in a place where it was just bare walls, live, laugh, love, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a <laughs> flower in a vase or something. Oh my it would gosh. be so dull. I need that. I that, couldn't. The, those colors, the, the, I need all that. Oh, absolutely. So that's why I do it. Like Again, it's not necessarily me living in the past. It's so that I can develop stuff for the future, really. Yeah. What about you?
2: That's kind of the same concept, basically, for me as well. Um, I, for me, it's just, it's what, it, it kind of gives me a reminder of why I love what I do. Yeah. And especially for me, I, again, like, like you, I like to create stuff. I love to be able to develop things for, not just for myself, but for even for my friends and stuff too, who are, are who have their own stuff, like their own Chuck E. Cheese collections too, like me. Um, but the, the thing is, is like for me, it also reminds me of also why I love this stuff. Like the, the one thing that kept these memories alive for me as a kid was my mom decided when I was younger that she would film a lot of the times that we would go to Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. So a lot of those memories of like those childhood memories that I love so much are on video or in digital now at this point. So I can go back and rewatch those. And then that reminds me like, okay, this is why I love what I do. Yeah. This is why it's my passion. This is why I want to keep fighting for what I want in my life or the things that I eventually need. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So most definitely it comes down to things like that. Mainly it's like, it just, it drives me to want to, also be, you know, somebody who also be a good person and also help people as well too. Yeah, because and
1: bring a little joy into their life, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like yeah. life's getting tougher and tougher every year. It seems like for people, mm-hmm. it really does. And if you can just make them laugh or make them uh, forget about their problems for a little bit by watching your your dog, you yeah. know, on the internet, that's all that matters, really. You know, yeah.
2: and that's and that's kind of what it's for, you know. And that's I get a lot of people on TikTok specifically. Who are like, you know, they just love the nostalgia of it. You know, they'll see the character perform. They're like, I remember this as a kid. Mm -hmm. yeah And they're like, wow, I can't believe you actually have this or, you know, things like that. And it's like, that's what makes me feel good. Yeah. Is those when people see that stuff and they're like childhood, childhood memory unlocked. Now, now, obviously, there's another thing that also that people that brings them people brings people to this as well, too. And I'm sure you probably were going to bring this up at some point. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like a lot of my fan base is also people who, who, because of Five Nights at Freddy's, they think about those old Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. And that's where it kind of comes. It comes back into people's mm-hmm. lives again, and especially with the movie coming up too. It's becoming a lot more of yeah. a bigger thing right now.
1: Do you still work for Chuck E. Cheese at this point?
2: I don't actually work for the, for the restaurants anymore, or the corporate office yeah. anymore. Um, if I do, I work on a freelance basis is what I do now. So I've been in charge of working on specific video projects for them. Um, it's specifically called the DJ Munch Mix is what they call them. I've been basically in charge of video editing these videos for them is what I've been doing.
1: There goes the creativity part yeah. of that.
2: So, so the the idea of this skit is that it's... DJ Munch is one of the characters from Chuck E. Cheese's Munch, the purple monster. Okay. And one of the the concepts that they've been kind of pushing with him lately is that he's also a DJ. So one of the things they want to start doing, we're doing remixes of the songs that they've done over the years. And so now they're calling him the DJ Munch m- remix is what they call him. And so basically I'm taking the footage from these original music videos and then making them something new. Like re like reimagining them basically is what I'm doing at this point.
0: So like, I know you said you refurbished the animatronics. Um, like. I know I watched the Jim Henson documentary or the behind the scenes. That stuff is not easy to like do. So yeah. Um, So I I guess like, where did you learn like to do all that? So
2: my friend, Mike, the one
0: I've talked about, he's the one who taught me a lot of the, of the ins and outs Mm -hmm. of how to
2: work on this stuff. Because basically when he had his full show, I would go over there and help him out. So I'd be kind of like visually watching him, Mm -hmm. seeing how he fixes stuff. Now with, with these characters, there's things that kind of go into factor. You've got pneumatics, you've also got electronics, um, soldering, you know, all that kind of stuff. You have to learn all that stuff. I, I took soldering classes in, in middle school, I believe is when I, when I did it. And, you know, it's just one of those things that just never left me. When I started learning how to solder again, it just, it felt like it never, it never Mm -hmm. left. So it was like, everything was like, like it was just kind of just came full circle for me and just kind of watched my friend, friends, uh, multiple friends, actually, like, how they worked on them and stuff and what's what goes into it and all that stuff too and just kind of self-taught basically like Jasper specifically took about uh it was about four years to get going yeah like to finally find everything that's from finding an air compressor um the right parts because though my Jasper specifically was a spare parts character so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff was missing on him so I had to find the right cylinders that make the like the pair. Yeah, and where do you move? find that? In eBay. That's um, what say. You can either find those on like eBay, or they there are like places that sell pneumatic cylinders still. Yeah. But you know there's still companies that still use them. Oh, that's
0: true.
1: Like uh uh Disney World and Disney stuff like World, that, or
2: like car washes. You know they use pneumatic cylinders oh, yeah. to run their real stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about like eyeballs or like you know like stuff like that? Yeah, like, like teeth stuff, or stuff
2: like that. Well, teeth. Like those you can like some of the stuff you can rec- we can recreate if we oh, need okay.
0: Too. like 3D print it and Absolutely. paint it basically. Oh
2: okay. Yeah, like I my like my Jasper's eyelids are 3D printed actually cuz my original set one of them cracked mm. from slam cuz sl- there. Yeah, they, <laughs> sl- <laughs> <laughs> they slammed too hard so yeah. one of them cracked. And uh so I was like okay, well, we need to find a way to fix this. So my friend Patrick learned how to 3D print the parts so we were able to make brand new ones and we made them a little bit thicker so that they right. wouldn't so they wouldn't break whenever they open and close. Ah. So you know, doing things like that, we have fans who have also learned how to actually make some of these parts as well too on their own. Like wow. There's a there's there's a couple of them that that are really extremely talented, and they've they've taken the time to actually learn how to make these things like on their own, and it's in, truly incredible. And I've I've had the honor of working with some of these people on like little projects here mm-hmm. and there, and they're just so incredibly talented. Working with some other ones too to also get some of the other characters when i get my other characters together they're going to help us like put these characters bring them together right. and stuff you have a check E. cheese
1: costume oh
2: <laughs> i have all five characters oh wow <laughs> yeah i've actually got all the basically all the old school versions of the characters yeah. basically at this and they're point. pretty good condition they're basically mint wow they're they're i've put a lot of time and a lot of effort i've had friends help me refurbish these these characters um the same ones who are also good at making the cosmetics and stuff too they also are dabble in refurbishing costume characters too and they're really really good at like fixing these characters up and stuff they've again they're a part of the group also that helped me with like with during Chucky e. Con and all that as well too oh yeah we
1: got to talk about that absolutely cuz Chucky e. Con you started you did it for 2 years yes was covid uh, the reason why you didn't continue it
2: basically and then Um, well we did actually do a third year. We did 2020, but 2020 was a virtual event. Okay. So we did five. So basically the month of July, we did five live shows and they were done in, in my apartment basically with all my setups. So we just, we just set up everything the way we needed to. And then just we filmed it the way we needed to and then made it work.
1: And you're downstairs neighbor. Do you don't hear, like when the show's going on, they're not like hitting the broom on the ceiling Shut or anything? Up. Yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> I'm tired
2: of hearing that same song. Not yet, Knockwood. Yeah. So we did do it in 2020, but it was a virtual event. We were looking at the possibility of doing it this year, but just kind of, we were kind of falling into just like, do we really want to do it this year? Or do is we there, want to wait there, a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's more of a, do you have the passion built up for it right. yet?
2: It, it's taken a couple of years because I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of dive into something a little bit off topic a little bit, but, you know, a couple of years ago, I was kind of going through, like, through the motions, I was dealing with a little bit of like a depressive state. Sure. There was a lot of things that were kind of, that were kind of just happening and just. All at you know, the same time. It was, it was mm-hmm. very overwhelming. Like there was a, there was a pretty dark little time there. Sure. Uh, truthfully. And. I'm just grateful that I have really good friends that got me through that. You know, I have to say, you know, have some really, really good friends that, that cared enough about me to keep up with me or check up on me and make sure I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, family was also kind of keeping up on me too, but you know, I was just going through a really rough time and just trying to bounce back. It was, it was hard. And so the last couple of years I've been kind of like, I'm starting to feel okay again. Yeah. And it wasn't until this year that I finally felt like, okay, I finally feel like myself again. I finally feel like I can actually bounce back from this. And so, you know, it just feels good to finally feel like myself again, be able to do, you know, fun stuff like this too. Yeah. This is is incredible for me. Like, I never thought I'd be able to do something like this, honestly. We're looking at the possibility of doing it next year, 2024. Good, yeah. So it's not been officially announced yet. We're still kind of seeing if it's going to be possible. The main thing is, of course— funding is the main thing. Yeah. That's also mm-hmm. been kind of hindering us a little bit because the the two previous years, the two physical years that we actually did a physical event, 2018 and 2019, most of the finances came from our like some of the staff's pockets. Yeah. So we're going to do we're going to start doing like either a crowdfunding or a GoFundMe kind of thing.
1: Soon. And you're charging for tickets though too, right? Um
2: yes. So every year like the year prior 2018 we did we did it free because there was also another Chuck E. Cheese fan convention. Prior to this one, that's actually the inspiration of our event that was before ours called Cheesevention. And it mm. ran from it ran from 2004 to 2013. And that's where a lot of the inspiration for our event was. And the original uh, creators of that event also gave us their blessing. Oh, that's cool. So uh. They gave us the blessing because I was like, look, we want to create this event that's going to be similar to y'all's and we want to make sure that, you know, we do this right and we want to make sure that It's it's still in the in the cheesevention vibes Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, you know, so it's just that what we did was we put we put more production into what we're doing specifically. And so like, you know, when I mean production, it means like the backdrops, the lights, you know, because they've never really did very much like lighting wise. But for me, I'm I'm a lighting nerd. Like, I love lighting, so that's, like, my other little thing I also do. I collect lighting. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I should have had you here earlier. Right. We've been <laughs> talking about changing the lighting in the studio. Yeah, he, just,
0: he was just talking about it before you got yeah, here. Yeah, I
1: had a, a guy from a TV station uh, in town uh, come by and uh, tell, well, it, give us some tips, but when we were setting it all up, I might have to have you come by.
0: Oh, well,
2: yeah. I'll uh, definitely be down to helping. Yeah. And, yeah, the first year we did it, we didn't, like, the so, Cheesevention never charged anybody, but... We figured, you know, the only way that we can actually make this thing look as good as it can mm. is that we have to start charging. So the first year we did charge, and if we do, unless we actually make our money back or, like, we're able to build the GoFundMe, we'll determine probably the pricing of the ticket, how much sure. the tickets will be, basically. Yeah.
1: It's cool to see people like you keep that stuff alive. Absolutely. Because it's very easy to just... Throw it away and move on. And, and it's a very special time in a lot of people's lives. Right, absolutely. All right. Matt the franchise. If we want to follow you on your adventure to collect them all.
2: If they want to find me, I'm on I'm on YouTube. Look up Matt the Franchise on YouTube and on TikTok as well. Just look up Matt the Franchise and I'm first
1: thing that usually pops up. And do you have like a catchphrase that you say? Like uh
2: Um well Keep pla- looking up. Huh? <laughs> that's where it all is. Anything like that? Oh man, I wish I had something that cool. <laughs> my my normal Well, actually, I do have one. I have two. All right. Well, norm. The one I usually use at the beginning of my videos normally is, "Hey guys, Matt the Franchise here." Oh, I like that one. Yeah. And then there's also, of course, um, usually when I end like my live streams on like TikTok or you know, live streams normally, I usually say, "Keep your head up and keep on smiling."
1: That's the one. Let's do that. Oh, Look at the camera are. and say it, and we'll end.
2: Keep your head up. And keep on smiling. There
0: you go. This is MZ Now. Online at MZNow.tv. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash MZNow.